0: Grain Maker. Hey! Hey! Welcome, everyone, to the Grain Maker Wrestling Podcast, a prairie proud wrestling podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day. It uh, seems like the rain is past us, I can tell, because the sun is shining bright, the kids next door are playing basketball, and after I record this, I'm going to run out there and Dikembe Matumbo the next shot that they throw up there, just for, uh, just for the fun of it, you know, just to show dominance on the court. So uh, I'm not going to, just joking. Um, but before we get into uh, this episode, and I'm really stoked to share this one, uh, I wanted to first off say thank you thank you to everybody who came out to the 3d Pro wrestling show last week can't knock the hustle it was a great time I'm so proud to have been able to be a part of that so thank you so much to 3D Pro for uh, asking me to be a part of it I I appreciate it so thank you to them thank you for all thank you to all the fans who came out and had a great time made so much noise had a blast had so much fun like honestly, It was so great. I'm very thankful to have been there for that, been a part of it. And thank you to the fans. Thank you to the wrestlers. Thank you to everyone who came out and just had fun, supported local Winnipeg wrestling, and just had a great night. So thank you to everyone. I honestly, it was a blast. I truly appreciate it. So I'm almost at a loss for words for it. I'm just going to keep rambling on and on like I normally do. So thank you for that. This week on the podcast... I am joined by Mars the Specialist. If you're not familiar with Mars, I mean, he's only been wrestling for just under a year, but already he is one of the must-see wrestlers out in Alberta. He's been wrestling for RCW, had some incredible matches out there already, and really making a huge name for himself. And talking to him, you see just how hungry he is and how much of an impact he wants to put on the uh, the wrestling world. So, we we talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We uh we hype up the uh upcoming WPW show that's gonna be June 10th at the West End as well. We talk about all that stuff, but uh buckle up, get ready, cause here on the Grain Maker Wrestling Podcast, Mars the Specialist. Now I know that I have a few years on you, uh so I'm sure there's a contrast for where my like my first, you know, wrestling impressions were. But what was the first thing you remember about professional wrestling?
1: Actually, I was introduced to professional wrestling to the video games. With my brother, funnily okay. enough,
0: so like the old like SmackDown versus Raw type stuff.
1: I think I think it was SmackDown just bring on the PS2, if I remember correctly. Okay. Either I that or here comes the pain.
0: So it was the video games, and from that, it was by extension you got into watching it on TV.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't until like a little while after my mom like so me and my brother played the games like secretly. Like, my parents did not want me into wrestling yet because I was still so young. Okay. We played the game secretly, and it wasn't until, like, 2010 until I actually finally was able to watch wrestling. I just walked in, my mom watching it, and just sat down and watched it with her.
0: So your parents were wrestling fans before you even got into
1: it? Yes. Okay.
0: I I, I like the uh, – you can watch it, but just not yet. You know, you got to wait a little bit. Yeah. When you – I mean, 2010, so, I mean – WWE was in their peak. I'm assuming that's what they were watching, unless they were big Impact fans, but you never know.
1: I, uh, I watched a bit of Impact, but it was, yeah, it's mostly WWE.
0: WWE. Who do you remember from then that really stood out to you that you were a fan of?
1: Man, it, he's still my favorite to this day. It's Edge. Edge? Edge. Okay. Edge. Yeah, I don't know. He just, there's something so captivating about him. I don't know how to explain it. I just remember... And it's so funny, too, because I was during his feud with Kane mm-hmm. and where I probably shouldn't have liked him because he's just killing paul bear over and over again but he's so good at what he does that he's just still made entertaining for me
0: Mm -hmm. you you know i know a lot of people talk about uh chris jericho as someone who constantly reinvents himself but the same could also be said for edge with you know some of his personas and the way he's presented himself over the years
1: i absolutely agree yeah he's he's so smart about it yeah
0: now, other than Edge, was there anyone else that really caught your eye that, you know, because there was some really, I mean, 2010, there were still some characters that were above and beyond. So, I mean, I was kind of checked out at that time, but I was still always reading the results. But was yeah. there anyone else?
1: At that time, like, I was still younger. So I, I like Zack Ryder because mm-hmm. he was doing goofy, long Island nice Z stuff on with the show and everything. Mm-hmm. There's CM Punk, obviously. Brian um and then i remember at that time i started getting a lot of the dvds for like the old like the older guys Mm -hmm. so honestly when i even when i was younger in 2010 like my favorite wrestlers in order were edge eddie and mick foley okay as weird as it sounds watching in 2010 but i'd like i studied it like i watched so many dvds and so many of the old stuff that i don't know i fell in love with eddie through that too
0: you know what i mean you couldn't find you know three better wrestlers to like look back on and see because each one they have their their own way of doing things and you know they all have their strengths their weaknesses and you can really pick points from each one to build off of
1: absolutely i think i i I like to think i took something from every one of them in a different way like eddie's like this technician with the high flying edges is over the top character he knows how to present himself Mick Foley's he's funny he Mm -hmm. knows how to interact with that crowd better than almost anyone
0: Mm -hmm. without a doubt i mean even to this day i think there's very few wrestlers who come as come close to the level mick foley has for that interaction
1: absolutely yeah
0: so i mean i'm assuming you know because you're still you're you're, you know 22 years old i think it is yes so i mean was there a point where you kind of checked out at all or you've been a fan all all through
1: i i've been a fan all through i've been watching it since 2010
0: okay well that's solid
1: I, they, obviously there's weeks where like, I don't watch it so watch like read the results online but like yeah. I consistently with wrestling ever since I started watching it
0: mm-hmm. now I mean mm-hmm. you're you mentioned you know y- your family was into it did you guys ever go check out local shows at all
1: we've only like if you meet indie shows no we've only ever watched like when WWE comes to town oh okay I remember funnily enough actually I have a poster of the first PWA show at the Dome the Battle of the Dome 1 mm-hmm and it's funny, Like I think my dad went to it. I think I was out of town or doing school or something that I couldn't go. And my dad went with my brother. And okay. It's funny looking at the poster now because I know those people now. It's like Mo was on it, Michael Richard mm-hmm. Blaze was on it. So I was able to go to that one, but my family did go to that one. But no, okay. just, just raws and smackdowns and live events for me.
0: It's still, I mean, being able to share that with family, it's it's something special. Because I remember the first time my dad took me to it was a superstars taping in ninety-two and at that oh, time, it was like those were like four hour things and my dad's sitting through all this stuff and he's not a wrestling fan, eh? so I mean props <laughs> to him for that
1: <laughs> he, he he definitely uh yeah, he gave it just for his son yeah.
0: Oh did he ever so i I know he'll never listen to this, but I still appreciate it. so
1: <laughs> no I, I even remember the first smackdown in town. It was during uh, Orton and Christian's Feud. okay. In the summer of 2011, I remember, I don't know, that was, it was so cool because they had like the dark match after the show, it was was Christian versus Orton Mm -hmm. and oh man, it was, that was like such a cool moment for me.
0: Well, I think it was that year that they had a match at Money in the Bank and that was really good.
1: Oh yeah, they, those two are terrific together.
0: Mm -hmm. They, they, they have a really good chemistry in the ring together.
1: Absolutely. Like I remember that whole feud. like usually I don't like feuds where they wrestle too much. Mm-hmm. But those two made it work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really want to build to that payoff and not have, you know, matches or tag matches every week where they're facing off, you know, like build to yeah. something special, really make a match out of it. Yeah. So, I mean, growing up, did you like, were you into any sports? Did you do any wrestling in high school, anything like that?
1: Yes. I was in high school wrestling and I did a bit of high school football and rugby, but not too much. I was mostly just like the wrestler in okay. high school. Yeah, that's, that's what I stuck with. That's what I was good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me.
0: You know, it's uh, I think wrestling in Canada, you really don't hear too much about it. I know in Winnipeg, I can't think of many schools that have, like, a high school wrestling program. So, I mean, to have that, it's a good basis if you want to, you know, whether it's pursuing something, another form of uh, combat sports after that or even getting into wrestling, you know, it's a good basis to have.
1: Oh, absolutely. I know some of my friends, He they, like, went off to MMA after amateur wrestling some of them are still amateur wrestling there's me and pro wrestling and if you watch my stuff I take so much from amateur wrestling mm-hmm. obviously I look like an amateur wrestler when I'm in there with the singlet and everything but like, mm-hmm. I, I'm big in a chain I'm big in the suplexes like I take a lot from amateur
0: mm-hmm.
1: wrestling into my actual character and everything
0: at what point were you thinking that this was something that you wanted to get into that you wanted to train to be a wrestler
1: so um, I want to say I first walked into a school in 2020 and then okay. COVID shut down, obviously, which mm-hmm. sucks. but I remember walking into the school. It was the workhorse performance center. It goes by workforce now. Okay. And I walked in and I remember Ava was there at the time, Ava Wallace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Mo was there as well. Like just a few guys and like a bunch of other kids who now don't wrestle, but like I remember walking in like, man, this is so cool. I think it was November, 2020. Okay. I think like a week later, got shut down and I was like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And it wasn't until uh, last year, July of 2021, where I stepped back into it. When it reopened and I got to training, got to my program. Yeah.
0: And so who was training you
1: there? Uh, Chris Knight and Raj Singh. Okay. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, nice. So what was your first impressions going into uh train, like professional wrestling training? Because you already have the, you know, uh amateur wrestling you know background so did that help much for yourself
1: oh absolutely like um for me i i remember it was raj he was so excited they had in his words an athletic guy come in Mm -hmm. like when you with you hear all this time with pro wrestling schools like you have a lot of people who are fans of it but don't like actually train in any Mm -hmm. way so you know what i'm saying yeah but uh (laughs) but he was so excited to get like an athletic guy And I could do like All the things I had the footing His whole thing is like Having like the footing down And being able like Step accordingly And like actually like Move in the ring Properly Mm -hmm. And I was able to do that Just because I knew my roles From amateur wrestling I knew like All like the weird Like duck walks And bear walks And I knew how to like Actually like Control my body Mm -hmm. Which was So helpful Because honestly You need a lot of control In the ring To keep everyone safe
0: Oh, for sure. I know, like, to further your point, because I know, like, when I was in high school, like, my thought, like, I want to be a, uh, I want to be a professional wrestler, you know, and here I am, you know, I'm a 300 pound high school kid. If I was to go to a training, you know, they didn't have training, you know, schools back then. But if I went there, they would have been like, this is going to be a lot of work, you know, because I didn't have much of an athletic background, you know, and things like that definitely do help.
1: Absolutely. You, obviously, you can make it. Just by yeah. like just just pushing yourself as hard as you can, but like having that athletic base just it propels you forward so much.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, by, by no means am saying that anyone, you know, who doesn't have an athletic background can't do it. It's just for my own situation, I, there's no way I would have been able to, you know, so just in case anyone questions <laughs> no, that. So
1: no, there's there's a lot of people with no athletic background who make it into wrestling just because yeah. they have a mind for it mm-hmm. and they can control their body to make it do what they know the story needs.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: it just depends on the person. Like, obviously I'm more into the athletic stuff. Yeah someone like the big show he had his stuff
0: Mm -hmm. there's it's you know like the different strokes for different folks you know if you can go in with something that you can tap into to help bring that out then you're that's half the battle right there
1: absolutely wrestling is a it's a variety show everyone's Mm -hmm. in it
0: so you go into training how long did the training last for you
1: um it was a three-month program okay and i actually started working shows like two months in oh really yeah so it it was very fast for me because Mm -hmm. after the shutdown like with the classes it was the class was so small Mm -hmm. so i got a lot of time to like one-on-one with the coaches so that just helped me progress so fast Mm -hmm. the point where i remember they needed a guy for a show because like covid screwed up the show and like a bunch of people couldn't show up Mm -hmm. and the coach he's like hey we can use you it would be your first Mm -hmm. match and Lo and behold, like beginning of September, end of August, that was my first show. Of, f- or go ahead. I was gonna say, like, it was in front of like no one, but <laughs> it was my first show, it was my first experience for an A crowd. And it was, I mean, I can't replace it now. It was great.
0: Mm-hmm. What uh, what promotion was it for?
1: Uh, Heart Legacy.
0: Heart Legacy. Okay. Yes. So, I mean, that must be a surreal feeling, you know, two months into training and already you're getting the chance to perform on the show
1: i didn't have gear made like they gave me a singlet that they just had Mm -hmm. like it was it was bizarre like i was i was so happy to do it but like looking back like i definitely don't think i was ready for it but like i made the most out of it
0: Mm -hmm. i guess it just really being you know like it's sink or swim being tossed out there and let's see what
1: you can do basically yeah and i hey i mean it worked out i guess
0: yeah i mean you're still going strong and i mean you're on the rise out in the calgary scene and i mean you're going to be making your way to winnipeg we'll talk about that a little bit later but i mean you're definitely someone to watch for out there
1: <laughs> thank you yeah no, I, it's it's it all moves so fast like you always see the stories about how like you should just be prepared to like like work you work your way up slowly you got to pay your dues all the stuff and like I don't know. Like I got lucky. I always Mm -hmm. say I got really lucky. Like I was liked by the right people. Like I put the work in early that I could just propel up as fast as I could.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, I think that that is one of the key things that some people sometimes forget is you're willing to put the work in where some people will go and show up and you know, they're, they're there. But if you're going, you're working hard showing up early before a class starts, staying late, you know, like it, it gets noticed.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, the guy who runs the school, Ali, he always said I was the first one in, the last one to leave, because that's how I felt. You had to do it. Mm-hmm. You had to be willing to like sacrifice your own time to put that work in, so you can, you know, make your way up the card.
0: Yeah, that that's something I remember when I talked to Mo Jabari about that he he mentioned. You know, showing up, he was gonna he was the first one there. You know, so when Lance showed up, he's already waiting for him. You know, and like the trainers notice other wrestlers notice that you're willing to go above and beyond. And I mean, for yourself, it shows now.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. I know. I'd literally, I'd go to the school because the school's next to a gym. I'd work out, wait for the coaches, train there, leave last. That, that was my schedule for the longest time.
0: Mm-hmm. Was like, you mentioned it was a smaller class. Um, is there anyone from that class that's still that's out there wrestling right now along with you?
1: No, no one okay. is. There's there, there's one guy who's like an older guy who like does a show every once in a while.
2: but mm-hmm. he has
1: a family. He has he's doing it for fun, essentially for him. Yeah. But like none of, none of the younger guys were able. Actually, no. There's one guy. There's one guy who just came back to Calgary. He's starting to do shows. Okay. I'm, I'm actually working him tomorrow. Funnily enough. But that's it. One that, guy.
0: Okay. Jeez. I mean, at least I mean you showed that you could handle it, and you're here today, still going strong. So I mean, that's awesome.
1: I mean, a lot of people like they go into pro wrestling training with like, it'll be fun. Like it's, it's fun. It's fun fighting. It's like, no, it's a, it's a reality check for a lot of people. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, uh, yeah, I mean, you hear some people, they're happy, you know, just doing it, a local show on the weekend once in a while, just having fun with it, you know, but for you, this is like, I don't want to say a career choice, but it's something that you have set your mind to that you, that you want to be a part of.
1: No, absolutely not. this is something i want to do the rest of my life i want okay. to go on a travel across the world i want to experience wrestling in every continent like that that's my goal mm-hmm. yeah uh,
0: i i just didn't want to assume that you're like yeah he wants to <laughs> he wants to be a professional wrestler and you're like no i'm just doing this you know for now so
1: no this is this is a definitely my goal in life yes okay.
0: <laughs> so two months in you have you know your first match um Heading into it, I mean, without a crowd, was there still as many nerves as you think that might have been in front of one?
1: It's hard to say just because I think if there's a bigger crowd, I'd definitely have been more nervous, but I am still super nervous because it's like I never like whenever you have like the the practice matches at the school, mm-hmm. like you just have to imagine a crowd there. But once they're actually there, you're like, oh, what do I do? How mm-hmm. do I make them cheer me? Like it's just it really puts in perspective like how different working just in the school for your coaches like hey this is good this is not good versus mm. like getting an actual reaction from people it's so different
0: being able to see from like you know when the fans are watching you can tell like they're into this you know or oh they didn't like that they're not paying you know they're on their phones they're not their focus isn't there yeah you know? so you can really gauge their reactions more
1: yeah and that that's one of the biggest things like i was always taught just like you have to Mo, because Mo's always at the school, right? He mm-hmm. always said he'd always look into the crowd and look for the least interested person. And by the end of the match, his goal was to make them interested. And that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I that's think, how you have to do it.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, if I'm watching wrestling, I want, because nowadays, even if you're watching on TV, it's so easy to be distracted, you know, like whether it's, you know, looking up on my phone or I could be doing something on the laptop. I want to be, I want my focus to be on TV. That's what I want. So the yeah. same goes for an, uh, a local show. I can easily be on my phone. I can be talking to my friend. I want all my attention, what's going on in the ring.
1: Yeah. And As a worker, you should want their attention on you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: So let the, your first match in front of a crowd, uh, or a bigger crowd, do you remember w- who it was against and where it was for?
1: It would have been my RCW debut. It would have been me and Dead Zone. Okay. Yes.
0: And now what was your thoughts heading
1: into that one? I remember, I remember walking to the building and I remember my goal was like, maybe they have a position for me. Maybe they don't, maybe I just help some thing, You know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they come in and he's like, you're working dead zone. And I'm not going to lie. Like this is no trash on dead zone. But I remember being disappointed a bit because I was like, I want to like, I want to stick my teeth into like a good long match against like a guy who's considered like a good worker. Mm-hmm. And dead zone he he's a character right and i was yeah. like man i like i want to have this good match but i remember being like, okay you know what buckle down let's make what we can out of this
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like it wasn't anything spectacular It was my like third match i think but um we had, we had a nice little fun match i remember them being very surprised at like how how much i caught on in such a short amount of time because mm-hmm. like, i remember beforehand they're like this kid's barely ever worked. Like we should trust him with the ring or blah, blah 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 blah. And I was like, I'll, I'll prove you wrong. And yeah, I was I was happy afterwards. So they're like, you know what, you're right. I was like, thank you. That, that was a big that was a that was a big thing for me. Like proving proving them wrong on the fact that they didn't think that I should be in the ring yet.
0: Mm-hmm. I think sometimes things like that can really motivate a person. You know, like if someone, you know. Uh, we didn't think you could do it. And you're like, you know what? I'm, I will do it. And here we go. You know, yeah. like really stepping up to the plate. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, How did it come about you getting joined up with RCW and performing there?
1: I remember I was, I was at school one day where we were just training and Steven, Steven Westchuck, the guy who's in charge of RCW, he just swung by cause he said he wanted to look at some of the new guys training. Okay. I was there And Chris is like, this, this kid's going to be good. Like you should look into him. I think like only a week or two later, he's like, well, we're down a guy. And that's when I came in.
0: I have to give uh, RCW credit because it seems like when I was, you know, looking back at some of their event results, you know, just to read up a little bit about you and, you know, they're putting on shows. It seems like it's two a week and it's consistent like every week almost.
1: Oh, it's, absolutely insane it's two to three a week like this week is three shows Mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of work but that's how i want it like i'm so happy because i heard stories about like how like you'll like you'll work once a month
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you won't get that much most of your training time will be like in the ring at like one of the schools but i've been in front of crowds like weekly for the last like eight months and it's been Mm -hmm. great
0: yeah you when you're able to do two or three shows in a week it really i mean it helps out you're not having to worry about traveling to different towns to make up for those but you're getting the the reps in the ring you're getting the chance to perform on a like a multi-night basis so really to build up that experience
1: yeah it's i have improved so much such a little amount of time because of that because mm-hmm. i'm doing the three shows every week two shows every week whatever it is and i've like i've I'm less than a year and I've had over a hundred matches already just because okay. of
0: that is something else. Like I would never have thought that it's,
1: it's incredible. I love it.
0: <laughs> and I mean, to think that you kicked this off, I mean, fall of 2021, we're still dealing with the pandemic and you're just, fuck. you're rocking and rolling here.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's been so much so fast, but I, I love it. I'm mm-hmm. having a blast doing it.
0: I mean, he, he keep it up! I mean, you're doing a hell of a job, and it's, it's great to see. You know, from like a fan uh, point of view, like you like to see the wrestlers, you know, succeed and be able to to give them the chance to work and to improve. You know, because it's a for everyone. It's like for the wrestlers, for the promotions, for the fans. Like it's it's a great situation.
1: It's 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 been it's been the best time of my life. <laughs> it's been great. I'm having I'm having the time of my life.
0: So, I mean, 22 years old, and I mean, you've already been put into some incredible, you know, match situations, I'll say. Because, I mean, you earlier this year, you got to uh, wrestle Dirty Dango, you know, formerly known as Fandango. I mean, a few weeks back, Silas Young. And then uh, I think it was two months ago, facing off with uh, Ricky Shane Page. Yes. So for RCW to see what they have with you and to, you know, instill that trust to know that you're going to be able to hang with these guys. I think that says a lot about the wrestler you are.
1: It's, it's a, it's a lot in my head just because like, I am the new guy Mm -hmm. and it is these like veterans, like Dirty Dangle has been on national TV. Silas is an ROH guy, which Shane Page is like traveling all around America being one of the biggest indie names right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm so honored that they trust me to do it. And, like, the funny thing to me is always telling them, like, they're always like, so how long have you been working? Whenever I'm, like, with Daniel, it was, like, a few months, a few months more or whatever. They're always like, oh, like, why am I working with this guy? But then we get in the ring, and afterwards, like, I remember Ricky Shane Page in particular. After the match, he's like, it should – this should happen. He was like, you shouldn't be this good in such a little amount of time. And I was like, well, I (laughs) – I don't know what to say. It's like – Just, I don't know. It's so honoring. Uh, For me, the biggest part about that was he like messaged Josh Alexander and he was like, This kid's good. Like, I want you to work him one day. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that touched me because I want to work Josh so bad.
0: So you haven't yet?
1: I've not, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Knock on wood. I want to wrestle him, not yet.
0: But the the, challenge is laid down next time Josh Alexander's in Alberta for him to step up to the plate.
1: Yes, sir. (laughs) Wrestle me, Josh. Do it.
0: Um, Like you mentioned, you know, like you know, being put in those positions when you're tasked at hand with you know wrestling the the talent that's being brought in or the wrestlers being brought in. How much extra pressure are you feeling as opposed to like a match where it's someone that you're more familiar with? You know,
1: there's a few different things about it. There's the the one fact that like usually when you bring a name in, there's a bigger crowd, Mm -hmm. a crowd who might not be. In tune with who you are yet, because mm-hmm. like they might just be like casual like, oh, Fandango's come to town. Let's go watch this indie show, and then it's against little old me. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of new eyes there. There's the fact that I need to like make a good impression on this name who came in, and I don't want to hurt him. I don't. I want to make sure he thinks that I'm as good as I think I am.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's also like my boss trusts me in this position in the company to like be the guy to work this guy so I need to make it good on him. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot more pressure than just facing Stephen Crow or whoever that night because, you know, they're there every week.
0: Yes. I I guess, I mean, like, you also have that familiarity when, you know, if you're, you know, wrestling, you know, a Stephen Crow or a Jack Pride, you know, like, you know more about them, you know, they're more in ring, like, the communication-wise, you know, so it's not as brand new as someone coming in.
1: Absolutely. Like with, with those two guys in particular, like I could like read their minds almost. Mm-hmm. I work with them so much, but like when Ricky Shane came in, I was like, Hey, I gotta step my game up. I gotta like prove to this guy that I'm not just like a random rookie. Mm-hmm. Cause in my eyes, I'm not just like the rookie anymore. I'm one of the big guys of the company now.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you've definitely stepped <sighs> up and become one of the, the faces of RCW in the past couple months.
1: And man, it's it's obviously that's what I want, but it's still insane to hear someone else say it because, like, I remember me and TJ Cannon talk a lot, and he's like, we're talking about like shows that were on and stuff, and he talks about how I'm a draw. I'm like, I don't think I'm a draw. He's like, no, trust me, you're a draw. I'm like, mm-hmm. and it just it can't. It's hard to wrap my head around that because, like, I'm still just 22 years old. I'm still like less than a year in the business. Like, it shouldn't be. I think it shouldn't be that, but like, it just it just fell into place.
0: I mean. Being the age you are, the experience level and where you're at, I mean, right now there's so much potential and like the world is your oyster, so to say, you know, like you, you've you got so many great opportunities that haven't even been presented yet, it seems.
1: It's going to be crazy the next few months, I think. It's like we have obviously a show we're going to talk about in a few, I assume. Mm-hmm. And then I want to get on to Vancouver soon. I want to get on to Ontario soon. And obviously, eventually, i the States, Mexico, wherever. I want to I want to work all over.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know recently, um, Sean Moore was, I think he's still down in Mexico. He's been yes. lighting it up down there.
1: I would. I, I remember Gino uh, Ryan. He was like, if you want to go to Mexico, I can get you a spot there. And I'm like, give me a few months. I will be down there because I, oh, that'd be so cool.
0: Mm-hmm when you can go to like a different country you know like to be able to learn from wrestlers who you know are predominantly lucha based wrestlers you know to get that and add that to your already like developed repertoire like just adding another level to your game
1: yeah that that was my big thing i want to like i want to go to all these places to like incorporate their styles Mm -hmm. because like for me it was always i remember watching the chris jericho dvd when i was younger and his thing was he went to Mexico, he went to Japan, he went to the States, he went to all these different places. And he put, took a bit of everything mm-hmm. into the person that he became and is now. And that's like you, that's how you become the best wrestler. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, everything. That's how you become the best.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, now, I mean, we had mentioned, uh, well, I had mentioned Jack Pride. And it seems like you two have had like quite the back and forth going on on the past, you know, couple months of RCW shows.
1: Uh, I don't, for whatever reason, we were, we've we been linked together <laughs> for the last, he came back in January in the Rumble, mm-hmm. and he was number two, I was number one, his first singles match back in the company was against me, his first feud was against me, and it, we've been stuck together, it's like, it's like a, it's a running joke <laughs> in the locker room, for the longest time, it was like, whoa, Mar- it's Mars and Jack Pride again this week, mm-hmm. because that's how it is, and now, like, me and him, he's stomped my head on title belts. The anniversary show, so we're still not done. I'm still gonna have to beat him up again.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, at boiling point, it was you, Jack Pride, and TJ Cannon in a triple threat, correct? Yes, I had seen a couple of clips of that online, and it looks like you guys had a hell of a match.
1: It was a blast. Freaking TJ, he's my boy. I love being with him. I mean, he's he's so hungry. He's he's trying all these new things, and like me and Jack have this good chemistry where we just want to batter each other when they're in there. Mm-hmm. And like, it was, it was a lot of fun, like, like the, the magic, magic with those two guys.
0: When you have a group of guys like that, who, I mean, it cause I know like Jack has a huge creative side to himself, you know? So you've got that and you've got yes. yourself and TJ who are hungry and all of you seem to just want to like, you know, help grow as wrestlers and help the promotions grow. I mean, it's gotta be a good, you know, I don't want to say feeling, but like, just knowing that all of you are on the same page.
1: Yes, absolutely. We, we come in there with the intent of having the best matches. Mm-hmm. That's every every show I'm at, if I don't have the intent to have the best match, something's wrong with me.
0: Um, there was a match a few months back I wanted to touch on, just to get your uh, feedback on it, and it was your match versus heavy metal for the RCW Canadian Heavyweight Championship.
1: <sighs> it, it, was it the... Was the one where I won the title? Yes. That is probably my favorite match of all time. Me. So there's I don't so it started on a tag match. It was me and Metal against TY and Rich. Mm -hmm. And Metal promoted me and my son beating up these two guys. And like it started out as like just like small like joke on his Instagram story, and it blossomed into like this actual story where I'm 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 like Metal's wrestling son. Like we look alike I have long hair it's just that I'm ginger mm-hmm. and like I've taken so much from him in our match together because we've had the series of four matches that I, I was his wrestling son it was like the son trying to overcome his father mm-hmm. so that final match we had for the title like I out, like I was talking about like with Stephen crow and jack like I could read their minds like mean metal we read each other's mind that night like everything we did in that ring like we didn't have to call it I could look at him okay like, hey, he's doing this mm-hmm. that's what he's gonna do mean, we went out there for an hour and just battered each other. And for me, wrestling has always been the story. I play a lot of video games. I love movies. I love story. Mm-hmm. And I needed the story to be perfect that night. And I, I think it was. The crowd was there. Me and Metal battered each other. It was, it was the perfect match for me up to this point.
0: Now, I mean, predominantly, I mean, most of your you know, stuff is in-ring for RCW, but have you had any, like, interest in doing more of the, like, creative stuff uh, uh, for, like, social media and stuff like
1: that? As, in, like, a social media, like, manager, or what do you... No,
0: proposing? more so, uh, more, like, promos or, like, things like that and doing using social media as a tool for that.
1: I'm trying to slowly get into that. There's mm-hmm. actually been a lot of promos that I've recorded that I just haven't ever posted just because, like... I'm so critical of myself. Mm-hmm. I recorded it. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. And then afterwards, looking at I'm like, that's not good. Yeah. And then like, I just don't end up posting it. Like there's one I po- I recorded or right after Jack beat me up and I was watching it. I'm like, this is, this is, this is all right. And then mm-hmm. like, I went home, I'm like, this is not good. Like I just get in my own head and I'm like, maybe it was good. Maybe it's not good. Like I'll never know now. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to find my voice. is the best way to put it. Like my voice for promos, my voice for how I want to portray myself right now.
0: For sure, and I mean, it's something that takes time. It's not something that happens overnight.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, you had mentioned Stephen Crow, and I'd be amiss if I didn't bring it up. Uh, your guys' match at LPW—I think it was last week. Yes. That finishing sequence for the match was absolutely incredible. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I loved it. I will make sure when I uh, send this out that I copy the tweet and post it below because it is an incredible finishing sequence.
1: Thank you. That was, that was just me and Steve, just like uh, we were just in the ring and we're just like going over stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was like, do you think you can bounce me off the ropes? And they just catch me?" Like, I don't think it could be like that easy. So we'll have to do it like this. And like, we end up doing that. I remember looking over at Michael Richard blaze after we tried it. He was like, Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, hey, this is our finish now.
0: Was that your first match with LPW?
1: Second. That was my first singles match. Okay. Yes.
0: Um, what was your first one?
1: It was me and Sheik Shabazz against the Voros twins. Oh, okay. It was like an odd couple match, yeah.
0: And what was that match like for you? Because I know the Voros twins. I mean, they are they're known all around the world, you know, for their you know social media and wrestling. So, what was it like stepping into the ring with those two?
1: They are a lot like how they portray themselves. Okay, might surprise people, but no, they're they are who they are. Yeah, they're very loud. They're very goofy. They're very they're very all over the place. Like I remember we were talking before the match, and they would like argue with each other, and then like they. they're 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 a lot of fun they're great people but they're exactly like what you see online
0: Mm -hmm. and i mean i have to give uh spencer credit for what he's doing with lpw because i mean he's bringing in some of the best talent from western canada for these shows and they're they're doing a great job i mean the the visual aspect the the wrestling all of it is top notch so i mean everyone involved is doing a fantastic job
1: Oh, yeah LPW it's incredible like they have the venue is so nice like obviously you've watched it on the twitch streams and all the uh, clips mm-hmm. venue is nice you have the Archer report in the back so you actually have like an outlet to like try to talk and like find yourself and build that character up through interviews with Archer and then you have the actual like commentary through the twitch streams and so you can actually have eyes on you through twitch as well as you have Boris who actually is an amazing commentary who can like bring you to life in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's an A1 production. I love it so much. That's why I do it now because like it brings more eyes to me and like, it's just so much fun in general. Like there's great people there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, I've said it before and I will always say it. I mean, I, I, I truly believe if it's viable for companies to, sh- you know, record, Show the you know record the the shows and upload them just to get more eyes on the product.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like I that's why I love um, John. I don't know if you are able to find his stuff. His name is Filmed by John on YouTube. He records all of our Calgary stuff and posts on his YouTube channel. And like some of those matches have like thousands of views, mm-hmm. which is why I wish we like actually like committed to like filming every match and putting them up on the RCW YouTube page. Cause I think we could have so many more eyes on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and it's incredible. Uh,
0: just to touch back. I mean, because you mentioned um, with LPW, having Archer backstage, you know, and being able to do like promos and tap into that creative side. It's a nice little outlet for, you know, especially someone like yourself, you know, just to be able to kind of grow a little bit in that area of it.
1: Oh, absolutely. That, that was always my biggest struggle because, like, even though I love like Edge and Eddie, like, all those characters, it's hard in my brain to just be like, okay, this is. Now i got to talk. Now i got to be a character.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, it's, like, when, if, you, if you give me a script, I can, I can do the script. But it's, like, hard for me to be like, okay, this is how I want to portray myself because, like, I don't know how to play it. Like, I am my own product, essentially, is how like I've always been told to think about it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be like, okay. Hey, this is what I am. This is how I want to talk. Mm-hmm. And it's also hard to just like not make that myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a lot of it is just getting more comfortable in that aspect. And then, yeah. you know, taking the chance and like, you know, putting yourself out there and just going with it.
1: Yeah. Like I remember whatever metals, like, I know this is a little different, but like in a match, metal I always like, what would Mars do? Mm-hmm. Not like, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Cause those are two different, those are two big differences because I mm-hmm. need to look at it. Like how would Mars do it instead of like the person behind it? The,
0: the w- That way is a great way to look at it because I mean, Mars is different than who you are outside of the ring. So yes, absolutely, who you are outside of the ring might handle that situation a whole lot different. So I think that's, absolutely. that's a good way to do it.
1: Yeah. That, that's, that's the smartest way to do it because you're not trying to sell yourself. You're trying to sell the character.
0: Mm-hmm. You had mentioned your match with uh, heavy metal being one of your favorites. Are there any others that really stand out to you? And I, I know it's tough to, to pick and choose, but uh, whether it's matches or moments that really, you know, just kind of step up.
1: Uh, I guess a touch back on it. Me and Steven this past week, that was, we were given eight minutes. And I remember mm-hmm. like, Hey, we're going to go out there and kill each other for eight minutes. then,
2: mm-hmm.
1: And like, that was, it was so much fun. Cause like, I remember watching back the live stream. They had Mo on commentary for that, which is great because Mo knows me and Steve Crow personally. And he was talking about how like, these two guys know each other, mm-hmm. and like we would do things, and Moe would be like I told you they know each other because we just do reverse after reverse onto this, and to that, and it was so much fun. Like, we went out there and just killed each other for eight minutes straight. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about Mo, match with Mo a few months back. Was one of my favorites because the story is, you know, he helped train me, and I'm trying to overcome him. -hmm. It was an easy story to tell, and we just went out there and had fun. And then, uh, my match was Sean Moore. Okay. Back in Edmonton, like almost right when I started, Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like I should not been in that position so soon. But they gave me Sean Moore, like I think like a month in. Okay. And we went out there, and like he gave me so much. Like we went there and battered each other. Mm -hmm. I remember that just being a lot of fun because Sean is phenomenal he's so his intensity he brings out the intensity in me for sure mm-hmm.
0: uh, i remember the first time i saw him wrestle it, i was blown away just by how talented he was and just how driven he is in the ring
1: yeah and like obviously he has the amateur background as well so me and him just gelled really well there mm-hmm. and i like, obviously i've i've had countless of matches so soon in my career and i there's there's Michael Richard Blaze who I loved working with. I worked with like TFA who I loved working with. Mm-hmm. Alexander Prime, Sean's brother, I loved working with. Like, there's too many matches. Like, I don't want to give everyone credit, but I can't obviously. Yeah.
0: Just for anyone listening, just know that Mars, you know, more, more more likely than not, enjoyed his time wrestling with you.
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
0: Now, I mean, June 10th, we had talked about what you're doing out in Alberta. You had mentioned how you wanted to, you know, wrestle across Canada. You're making your Winnipeg debut June 10th for Winnipeg Pro Wrestling. Yes, sir. You and Nasty Nate Nixon facing off with uh, Bryce Bentley and Sammy Peppers, Red Hot Summer. Yeah. So heading into this, I mean, your first time, you know, out of province, uh, what are you looking forward to most about this?
1: Just... Being in a different crowd, being in a different venue, being in front of different eyes. Like, I want to get out there and have as many people see me as they can. Mm -hmm. And, like, I remember I I was supposed to be in the last show, and I was looking back at the clips and all the photos, like, that looked like so much fun. Mm -hmm. And now I'm actually going to be out there in person. It's going to – I'm looking so forward to it because, I don't know, just – I'm so used to being same, 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 like, same – uh, same crowd, same workers in the back, like just like a different place to be is going to be, it's going to be so much fun for me. I stick you, my teeth into it.
0: It's going to be a new set of eyes on you. And I mean, yeah, it, that's what it's all about is getting more people to, to tune in and see what it's all about.
1: Absolutely. I, I just want to show the entire world what I'm capable of.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have that show. I mean, I think, People will have to check out on the WPW Twitter. They said there's there's a few tickets still available. So, you know, hit them up if you're looking for tickets. But, yeah, I mean, June 10th at the West End Cultural Center, I think it's going to be a hell of a card. I mean, it that, looks
1: stacked, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's that tag match. There's the five-way. Um, there's Canadian Crusher, AJ Sanchez, and Cody Lane in the main event or for the title. So, a top to bottom, it's, it should be a great time.
1: Absolutely. Like, if you're in Winnipeg, You know what to do.
0: Now, besides that, where else uh, can people find you or or find you to perform?
1: So, again, I'm mainly RCW almost every week. If there's an RCW show in your town in Alberta, I'll I'll probably be there. LPW, June, I believe it's June 24th. That's the Friday. I'll be there. Um, I'm doing some more shows in Winnipeg, actually, for Tony Cadello, the 16th to the 18th as well so i'll be doing those nice so yeah i have a busy june ahead of me for sure
0: so i mean i mean i'm stoked for you especially you know being able to come back and do more winnipeg shows so quickly um before i let you go normally i would ask you know you know some of your favorite matches as a fan but i've started changing it up and i want to know a match that you would recommend to the listeners to go watch if they haven't already seen it
1: (sighs) Ooh, that's a good question. Ooh, that's hard. I'm trying to think of like a good match, but one that's like maybe not seen mm-hmm. all too much. Let's go with... Okay, this one's probably not been seen by a lot of people. It's really good. Let's go with Edge and Eddie. On I think a SmackDown of like 2003, the ladder match. Okay. Let's go with that one. I believe it's a lot of I know it's no DQ, but I think it's a lot of match edge versus Eddie Guerrero. Smackdown.
0: And that was like the prime of the uh, Smackdown six almost. I think.
1: Yes. Yeah. Perfect. I don't know why that one just came in my head. And I remember it was on the edge DVD. I remember really liking it. So
0: hmm. perfect. Uh, Mars for anyone listening, uh, where can they find you on social media and all that stuff?
1: I am on Instagram at Mars brace I am on Twitter at Mars specialist. Um, I don't think of anything else.
0: <laughs> Perfect Mars. Thank you so much. Very stoked for the Winnipeg show. It should be a hell of a night.
1: Thank you, sir. Will you be there? I will be. I'll see you there. Good man.
0: Thank you so much to Mars. The specialist for joining me on the grain maker wrestling podcast. Um, like we had said, check out the WPW Twitter for, uh, if there's any tickets left and, uh, If so, grab them now because I'm sure they won't last long. And uh, you know what? It should be a fantastic evening, uh, June 10th at the West End. So, uh, yeah, either grab your tickets or hopefully you already have them and we'll uh, we'll see you there. So thank you so much to Mars. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I truly appreciate it. I say it every time. I will always say it. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. Um, If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter. That is where I'm most active at GrainMakerPod, so let's uh, talk some wrestling up there. You can shoot me an email, at GrainMakerPodcast, at gmail.com. Not at Grainmaker Podcast, just Podcast at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, shoot me an email, questions, comments, concerns, all that sort of fun stuff. You can send them there. Up on Facebook, GrainMaker Wrestling Podcast. I should update that. Um, and yeah, up on all podcasts, uh, streaming platforms. So Apple, Spotify, Google, all that sort of fun stuff. If you know someone who might be interested in the podcast, then, uh, send a link their way and, uh, share them the greatness that is independent wrestling here on the prairies of Western Canada and, uh, Midwest and everywhere else, you know, because I just like talking wrestling. So, um, that's all the socials. If you want a t-shirt, um, Go to whatamaneuver.net, you can grab one off there, search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. It's based out of the States though, so you're gonna to have to deal with shipping, exchange rate then. If you are in Canada or in Winnipeg, I've got shirts made up, they're 25 bucks a pop. Um, if you're in Winnipeg, I'll hand deliver them myself. And if you're in Canada, let me know and I will get them shipped out. I already have the shipping prices, so uh, message me for details. But yeah, you know what? Grab a shirt. They're nice. Uh, great logo. Very fashionable. Great summer attire, these t-shirts. Half of all the profits is going to a local nonprofit, So uh, just know that besides looking good, you're going to be helping out uh, a, good, a good cause. So uh, it's, you know, two birds, one stone right there. But that's t-shirts. That's the socials. Thanks again to Mars for checking out the podcast. Or thanks for Mar thanks to Mars for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.